You're listening to ClearTrack HR Podcast, a show about employee benefits, employment law, and other topics for HR professionals. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear. Now here's our host, Zach Finney. Thank you for listening. This is the ClearTrack HR Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Finney, and I'm very excited about our guest today, Kenny Abernathy. Kenny is a senior architect here at ClearTrack HR. He's been programming professionally since the late 90s, so he's personally experienced the huge impact web mobile technology has had on business. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Kenny, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And it is a pleasure. We're very happy to have you here. Um, and if it's all right to you, I was going to try to treat this episode as kind of a get to know you better episode sure. and just ask you some questions about, you know, your previous uh, development experience. And then maybe at the end, we'll do some rapid fire questions or something like that. Are you, does that sound like a plan to you? Sounds great. Let's do it. Cool, man. Well, I mean, when did you know that you wanted to become a developer? Uh, since I was about seven or eight years old, I guess. Um, my first computer we got in uh 83 i think it was for christmas that year um it didn't even have a hard drive for the most part if you wanted to do anything on it you had to program yourself so i got a book and started learning how to do it and i just really never stopped after that that is definitely one way to make it happen here's a computer and it won't work unless you learn how to develop on the thing i mean exactly nice yeah, nice. yeah. um and then tell the listeners a little bit about your background as a developer. I know now you develop, again, your senior architect, ClearTrack HR, but have all your previous development experience been kind of in the HR industry? No. So um, I've done kind of you know, a few different areas. Um, I really started off professionally in telecommunications, uh, working uh, professional services. So this would have been... Uh, in the late 90s, it was a really interesting time to be in telecommunications because that's when you know the web really just started exploding. Um, and so I uh, did that for a few years. I've also worked in uh, the health sector. Um, so uh, yeah, that was a really good experience for me as far as learning more about uh, security, because obviously when you're working with any health data, um, that's a very, very core aspect of it. Um, and then ended up uh, working in the HR field after that. So I uh, worked some in the ACA space um, and now with uh, with ClearTrack. So when you moved over to kind of doing the ACA products and more of the HR related products with ClearTrack, what was the biggest difference with developing when you're comparing that to your previous experience? Sure. So, you know, there's some things that are universal no matter what you're working on, um, you know, kind of best practices um, as far as how to to approach a product. Um, you know, like I said, with security, that's important in so many different areas. Um, but especially with HR, that's something that you've got to be really focused on. So, it really comes down to learning uh, about your user base and finding out what they really want um, and what tools are going to make their job easier. Um, and so, you know, it was really exciting to kind of get into a whole new world that I hadn't seen before. Um, 
you know, experienced HR as an employee, but <laughs> kind of seeing right. it from the other side, um, you know, seeing just how much work uh, goes on in that field and how vital HR people to, are to a good employee experience. Um, so, you know, it was, it was really interesting to, to start seeing that. Um, and, you know, I think with so much of what I've done before, it was geared towards people who are uh, kind of more tech heads already. And right. so it's fun getting into an area where uh, you've really got to be focused on usability um, because not everyone who's going to be using the software uh, necessarily you know, comes from a programming or technical background. And so making it as user-friendly as possible um, and so that users can really just focus in on what they need to do and get it done as quickly and efficiently as possible. And then what advice do you have for employers that are browsing for new HR tech solution? Anything they need to be aware of or looking out for when they're trying to pick a platform? Yeah, so um, again, you know, always come back to security. That's one of the big things is uh, to make sure that you're on a platform that you feel comfortable with, especially when you're housing uh, employee data, you know, that can contain some really sensitive information. So you need to to make sure that um, that you're partnering with someone who takes that seriously. Um, yeah, beyond that, uh, I think it's very easy to get caught up in buzzwords. And so to, to kind of really try and go beyond that. Um, you know, so like AI right now um, is, is very hot. And when you see something that says AI, uh, it, people are like, ooh, this sounds like a lot of fun. And AI can be a very great tool, um, but you wanna make sure that, you know, you're, the solution that you're looking at, um, does it make sense to use AI here? Is it something where they're really just using it for marketing or does it really provide value um, to this product and is it going to help my business? And so, uh, you know, it's about kind of getting past surface marketing terms to, to really dig in and, and see where a product fits and, uh, and helps you fulfill your obligations. Um, yeah. Uh, and, I can, and I couldn't agree more about the buzzwords because, you know, we were looking at uh, you know, we always try to keep up with, we're in the HR tech industry, we try to keep up with everything. We look at the majority of the award winners last year for the big technology awards. What was the number one theme in every one of the pro <laughs> platforms that won? It was <laughs> AI, AI, artificial right. intelligence. Every one of them had something about it uh, you, that you would see on the first page of their site. or That was the main um, part of their, you know, pitch. And so I couldn't agree with you more. And I know we hear you around the office talk about documentation a lot. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means and what to look for if you're a non-developer? Are there any red flags HR pros should be aware of? Sure. Well, you know, uh, you've got to be able to know how to use the software that, um, that you're bringing into your organization. And, you know, I look at it from my end, you know, when we're trying to choose new tools to use in the development process, um, 
you know, I look really strongly at how much documentation is available. Um, you know, how easy is it to, if, if you've got a problem that you need to solve, um, how easy is it to, to find that solution? And documentation can come in many forms. You know, it can be a, a wiki that acts as a user manual. Um, you know, going back to dating myself, you know, I remember when software would come out and you'd have a 500 page printed user <laughs> manual that would come out. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes you have volumes of books, um, just how to use the software. Luckily, we don't have that anymore. But, um, but yeah, you, you want to make sure that you can find the solutions that you need. It can come in the form of a knowledge base. Um, it can come in the form of uh, online support forums um, so that users of your product can help each other out. There are a lot of ways um, to provide documentation. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's really important to have some channel that you can go to um, to get answers. Uh, otherwise, if you get stuck, you know, then you can spend so much time just trying to you know, guess uh, what the, the best way to do something Absolutely. is um, be a real, real time Western. And we know in the, in the current climate, a lot of companies are more remote now due to COVID-19. I'm assuming that there has to be added security risks involved with remote work. I mean, what advice do you have to avoid those risks? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, um, this is what we we consider endpoint security and so you know the individual computers that, that people are using are the endpoints uh, if you're working within a corporate network then you know usually you've got um, all sorts of filters um, for data going in and out of that network that help provide security that you might not necessarily have if everyone's working remotely um, you know, if everyone's going in through a VPN, that's a great way to provide some security um, because you can still uh, have those types of rules in place. But um, but that might not always be the case that uh, everyone's going through a VPN. So uh, you want to make sure that you've got all of your devices protected, that you've got um, you know good antivirus software on every computer, that you've got good network filtering. Um, firewalls, all that turned on, on on all of the computers themselves and that you're not depending solely on centralized uh, applications that that pr protect the work network itself. Um, and also, can never say it enough, multi-factor authentication, that is so incredibly important um, for you know, your email systems, for uh, web applications that you use. If you've got a system that provides multi-factor authentication, make sure that your users are using it. Um, it's huge. I, I saw something that I think Microsoft put out that was like, uh, it prevented 99% of uh, password-based attacks if you have multi-factor authentication turned on. Wow. Yeah, oh, it's huge, yeah. Um, and so, use it if you've got it use it great advice and so kenny I'm, I'm going to do a complete 180 now if that's all right with you i'm going to ask you just a series of rapid fire questions give me your first kind of response that comes comes to your head and feel free to family feud me and press pass 
on any question <laughs> that you don't know an answer to. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here we go. What is your favorite TV series of all time? Oh, uh, okay. The Good Place. Oh, so that just had new episodes come out, I think, too. I got to check that out. Yeah, if you could good. have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, okay. Um, I'd want it to be funny and entertaining. So uh, let's say Wanda Sykes and Annie Poehler and Tignataro. I think those would be three very interesting people to have dinner with. That is a fantastic dinner. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna, now I'm just going to give you some choices. You tell me what, what was better, okay? Uh, 80s or the 90s? Ooh, 80s. Absolutely. Music, and I think jams over Jinkos any day of the week. <laughs> my, my Saved by the Bell was for me. but Star Wars, <laughs> uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, Star Trek is great, but I'm a Star Wars kid. Pasta or pizza? Pasta. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Allergies or politics? I'm going to pass on this one. (laughs) (laughs) The worst of the worst. Here we go. I'm going to give you three people. You tell me out of the following three people who you'd rather have a drink with. Jack Sparrow, The Dude, or Ron Burgundy? The Dude. I mean, thank goodness you picked that choice. I just felt like if you didn't choose The Dude, we'd have to question our friendship at that point. (laughs) All right, so if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Ooh, um, teleportation, because I hate commuting. Um, <laughs> just the time it takes to to get another place. Yeah, to be able to instantly get there would be amazing. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? For work, 20 minutes early. Um, for cocktail parties... 10 minutes fashionably, late. fashionably 10 minutes late. I like it. Yeah. Kenny, is a hot dog a sandwich? Why not? Sure. <laughs> What's the best Wi-Fi name you've ever seen? Ooh. Um, oh, I'm going to have to pass on that one. Nothing's really sticking out to me. My neighbor's is named FBI surveillance fan, which <laughs> is, is a pretty good one. Uh, is the toilet paper over or under? Over sure and last but not least Kenny if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life what would that movie be clue interesting great that is, that is a way to end a podcast Kenny I did <laughs> not expect that answer Kenny again thank you so much for joining us I think we learned a ton whether it be about the development side to you having a drink with the dude and your fantastic three-person dinner that I hope I get an invite to if it was to ever happen. I appreciate you joining us, Kenny, and I hope you come back sometime. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. All right. Talk to you later. See you, buddy.